Welcome back to the DMP pod, everybody. We're back after a hiatus. Today's Thursday, uh, January 19th. Doing a little bit off schedule this week, but no worries. Episode 76. Um, good to be back. We've been gone for about a month, give or take. Um, before we get into as to why, I want to check in with my good pal, Maddie. How are we doing this evening, friend? I'm doing good, brother. Thank you for asking. It's nice to be back again with you. Um, can't believe it's episode 76, which is crazy. And then uh, <clears throat> while I was looking through some things before we started, I noticed that I guess last week would have been the two-year anniversary for the pod. So happy birthday to uh, to the show and shout out to all the listeners. Appreciate you guys. Thankful for all of you. Congrats to you. Congrats to us. Congrats to um, you. Yeah. Thankful for everybody who's stuck with us two years. I remember just doing the classic podcast start of, we can do this. And look at us now, <laughs> right? Seventy six episodes, two years in, got some merch. merch. Um, yeah, this has been a a pleasure, and and all thanks to all you people listening. So, um, why have we been gone for a month? Normally, we uh take a little bit of a holiday break, partly to get some rest, partly because we just have shit going on. Um, and then storms in the bay area kept us down <laughs> didn't break us ben don't break but um yes yeah man how was your time off how was the uh how was the break that you had at? i mean it was good christmas was nice uh can't complain about that good holidays good to be with the fam as always um but yeah dude the weather's been pretty shitty so haven't really been able to enjoy much outside been very much a, a creature in my indoor hut been working a lot trying to keep the lights on but uh can't complain man how about you any any fun things any life changing or uh milestones while we were off you milestones i remember uh around this time last year we hopped on with your brother joe and i asked you that same question <laughs> and we kind of uh so it's my turn to get the heat on um there we your go. boy got engaged over the break um yeah Congra- congratulations good. to you and claire my friend very happy about it so big life update on this end um yes yeah maturing over here we out here so fun fun times beautiful ring by the way good job brother appreciate it um (laughs) everybody approves that feels good um also to pick it out but here we go (laughs) (laughs) that's a safe way to do it absolutely absolutely um you would have bought the ring she would have been like blue i don't like blue (laughs) oh yeah i mean as expected the second i before the conversation about it came up what i had in mind was the complete opposite about what she wanted so love that sure enough (laughs) got on the same page and here we are happy as a clam um it's always yeah, going to no, be one, one of the biggest purchases of your life. No shame in uh, getting a little help and see what she wants exactly. That's what I always say. Couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, on to planning. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm fucking excited. It's been it's been a good past month for sure. Love that. Pump for you, dude. Thank Fun you. Fun times. Um, but we're back. Let's talk a little bit of sports. Talk some ball. Talk some stuff. Um, have a ton to catch up on, but we're going to kind of keep it to the most recent stuff and big things that have happened over the last month. Um, and uh, we'll start with the dubs, primarily talk about the dubs. Dubs are in the middle of their season, just about about a few weeks away from about a month away from all-star break. Um, yep. They're on currently a road trip that 
I don't know. Going into the road trip, we kind of like had a big skid at home with some pretty bad losses. Um, losses that we needed because of or wins that we needed, losses that we tricked off because of how badly we play on the road. And we are coming up on our third game or fourth game on the road trip tonight against the Celtics. Right now we're sitting at uh two and one. Um, but it hasn't been pretty. I don't know. What are your thinking? What are your thoughts so far? Uh, or maybe we'll take a few steps back. How the and the road trip or the homestand ended, and sure. then how are we feeling on the road. So, so the homestand was, I mean, all peaches and cream. Obviously, you come home on Christmas and beat the guts out of the Grizzlies, which is amazing. Always want to do that. And then we rip off what one, two, three, four, five wins in a row, ending with that double OT win against the Hawks, where Clay went off for fifty four. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody was highly erect in that stretch there. <laughs> that Blazers we, game was wild too. The that game was a right good one. It. Pool had forty-one in that game, so it was, like the the team was clicking. We were playing well, definitely holding things together at that point without Wiggins and Steph, which was nice to see. Uh, but then, as you mentioned, you trick off two home games in a row that you really kind of need to win, and now at and that's to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, or no, excuse me, the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic. Uh, you lose, lose those two in a row. So on the season, you get swept by both of those teams because we lost on the road to them already. Uh, that kind of trickled into the Phoenix loss. Um, and we've been 500 ever since. So, I mean, it, it hurts to to lose those winnable games. Detroit was another close one where uh, Clay hit that crazy buzzer beater to tie it. Or it wasn't a buzzer beater. It was, uh, I think there was, what, two seconds left on the clock? And yes, then Detroit, think- yeah. And then Sadiq Bay came down and hit the game winner. And the night before that, or two nights before that, was the double OT Hawks game. So kind of figured that it would have been a tough one to close out with all those emotions. But um, obviously, I loved the beginning of the homestand. And now that we have Steph and uh, Wiggs back, I think it's just going to take a little while to have everybody mesh again and start clicking and knock the rust off. Because Wiggs has looked mighty rusty. Yeah, and it's crazy. We uh, Our last episode we recorded on december 6th that next week was when steph hurt his shoulder Mm -hmm. um against indiana and we kind of got a a nice little groove after that you know we lost a few after that but once we once we hit that that game against the grizzlies um like you said we rattled off a few with some exciting games and then lost the teams that we should have beat i mean pistons magic and a Aitonless, Paulless, Bookerless Sons. Um, where we are at in the season, where we're at in the standings, like we just cannot lose those three in a row, no matter what. No matter who's out there on our side, we're just objectively better than those three teams. Um yep. that and you can just consider how bad we play on the road. So we get on the road, open up against the Spurs, against them at the Alamo Dome. I thought that was pretty cool. Um kind of shit teams to watch just when you think about how poor the Spurs are this year and then sort of our struggles. But I don't know. Did you think much of the, the Alamo dome game Um, like score aside score and play aside, I'd say. Uh, I guess, you know, it was kind of cool as far as like the record setting attendance and everything. Um, yeah. But like you mentioned, I think it was a, didn't they also the Spurs have some guys out? Did Keldon play? I forget, but I, I want to say they they had one or did. two guys that, that had to sit. So, as you mentioned, the competition in the play wasn't as good as you would have hoped for. Yeah, uh, I Kel- mean, Trey Jones taking leading the charge for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Romeo Langford starting at the two guard. Yeah, 
it's hard to get excited for that kind of game. Yeah. Now, Keldon played. He had 17, but he was a minus yeah. 40. So it seems like he was oh injured. <laughs> Jeez, poor guy. Um, nerds are killing him. But, I mean, we're, we then we, – we win that game, play terribly against the Bulls. It takes a uh, five-minute scoring drought by the Wizards for us to pull that away. Um, we're now sitting at four and sixteen. Or no, sorry, on the road. Um, I read that wrong. Uh, we're twenty-two and twenty-two on the nose, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah. Five and seventeen on the road. God, that's ugly. I don't know, man. I'll I'll just say that like we're running our old guys into the ground. I know Kerr has been vocal about how much Looney and Draymond's playing. Um, I mean, we're seeing Iguodala get out there, which has been nice, but like guy got he has one one sprint down the court, one dunk <laughs> in him, and he's out he's down bad. You gotta put him in ice bath. Ice bath. <laughs> um right. Jamichael Green's been out for a while. Wiseman, I don't really know. Kaminga, I don't really know what the status of their injuries are, but like this is the time of year where we need to be relying on the young guys. And unfortunately, we just can't afford to have those losses like we did and picked up earlier in the year. So it's like Steph's coming back from that shoulder. He he still looks like something's still kind of messing with him. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. like him wearing a sleeve. I don't know if it's still <laughs> tender, if he's babying it. I don't know, but he's scoring, but you could just tell like something's a little bit off with his fluidity. I I expect that to sort of like mellow out eventually um and yeah wiggins has been bad <laughs> i'll say it yeah i mean when you sit that long he was out for at least two weeks right mm-hmm. he missed a good chunk of time um and i mean his jumper never looks good so when you're when you got to come off this much rust it's going to take a while to shake it off it's, yeah <laughs> i feel like him shooting now feels like when we first acquired wiggins and every time he threw like <laughs> A ball at the hoop, it sounded like he was chucking like a steel toe Timberland. <laughs> it's like every part of the rim. Yeah. And it feels like we're kind of getting back to that. So Wiggs needs to needs a little time to get back in his groove and, and knock the dust off. But I trust he'll come around. Yeah. So he his his first game back was the seventh against Orlando. Um before oh, that, his last game was against the Rockets which the boys are actually in the building for that game. But um, oh, you're right. he's averaged in the five games he's been back, he's averaged 12 points a game, um, shooting 21% from the field, from three, 35 from the field. We talked about how big of a rebounder he was. He's only getting four rebounds a game. Um, yeah. Yeah. I Again, similar to anybody who comes off an injury, I don't know how much of it is – is he babying it? Is he sort of overcompensating for the injury, or is it just rust? Um, but right. again, when you're sitting at 22 and 22 with a tough, tough stretch ahead of us, like teams are starting to figure it out across the league, um, <laughs> we just can't afford to trick off any more games if we want to get. I mean, from your perspective, do you what do you feel is like best case scenario? Or more real, most realistic uh, scenario for us as, as far as out the year, like where finish, we finish. Yeah, I, get, I mean, obviously depends on when Wiseman and, and Kaminga come back. I, they're going to be out for the game tonight against the Celtics, and then I'm yep. assuming they're just going to be day to day till then. Which who knows how long that'll be. But if we eventually get those guys back, I mean, it's not really going to help 
our regular season record if unless we get him back soon so we can reacclimate him into the, the flow of the offense and everything like that. But if they come back with not much time left in the regular season, then we're pretty fucked with the depth that we're at now. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I'd like to optimistically look. I think we could still finish top eight in the West. Yeah. I mean, that's to me, that's being optimistic, a top eight seed. So who knows? I'm hoping we can avoid the play in. But I mean, right now we're sitting at the seven seed and we are three games back from the four seed, which is our little brothers, the Sacramento Kings. And Dude, we're at 2020. It's a trip. <laughs> I, it really is. We're at 22 and 22. And then you've got the Lakers in the 13 seed at 20 and 24. So there's really not much separation between like the fourth seed and and the 12th in the West, which is really crazy. Um, so who knows? Th- things could be completely different in a week from now. Yeah, that's what worries me. Like, I just, because it is, you know, from three down, like from three to 13, even like a small run can just like completely shuffle the standings. Um, Absolutely. Like I do think that Memphis and Denver, just kind of where they're at right now, they're going to probably pull away and have their own little battle for first and second. But from there, I mean, New Orleans is five and a half games back from first and third place. So it's going to be New Orleans down to the Lakers. And at max, like, there's like two or three games in between each and the way we've sort of tricked off games this year i just we there's going to be moments where we have to play more of our young guys to get the rest that draymond looney steph and clay and at this point wiggins given his injury frankly they doesn't need and so right this all-star break is going to be very timely it always is um we got the trade deadline maybe something will happen um but yeah, I'm a little worried. I think like we I, I personally think we need to finish out of the play in. Um because I feel like if we get in the play in, it's it's gonna be a little te- it's gonna be sketched. So <laughs> even more miles on, on the older guys. Like I don't wanna have to play Draymond 40 minutes in a play in game, only right. to turn around and have to play another seven game series against a Memphis or a Denver or a Pelicans, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely not what I want, but I mean, especially fucking Kaminga, dude. Like, we need his skill set and like what he brings to the team back ASAP. Yeah. Like as soon as possible, we need that shit back. Wiseman, whatever, whatever. Like, get him back, great. If not, I think we can make do. But we really need Kaminga back uh, in the tip chart, like yesterday. Yeah, so he's still out with a foot injury. He hasn't played since uh, the Portland game. And I'm not going to lie, maybe I haven't looked too much into it, but like, wh- I just don't know what the really status is. It's just like one of those like lingering, like a, a right fr- foot sprain. Like, yeah, last update I got was Kaminga's uh, absence streak will extend to eight games on Thursday due to right foot sprain. His next chance to suit up is Friday's second game of the back-to-back, this time versus the Cavs, um, which, I mean, if he doesn't, if he's not practicing, I don't know how he could play against the Cavs off the of back-to-back. But Yeah. So, like, these, like, ambiguous foot injuries, it's the last thing we want to hear when you come, when you think of uh, the person that we're counting on the most off the bench for the most part. So, right. Um, he was Good really things. hitting his stride too. 
That's he what's was. so frustrating. Like he was looking good. He was getting praise from all the OGs. Like Draymond's been doing nothing but saying great things about him. So it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, in, in that stretch of them, really the, the stretch of wins, just playing like 20 plus minutes. Um not doing anything crazy scoring wise, but just like solid it's the defense. Solid things. Yeah. Like good defense, rebounding the ball. Like, picking people up like fucking full court. Yeah. So he was he was a big part of that homestand, that run. For sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we need more of that. So we'll see. Um, big game tonight. First game back from uh back in Boston since winning the title. It should be interesting. I'm sure that the Celtics fans will be very nasty at us. Um, I'm sure Tatum's <laughs> gonna want to give it to us, but so P. Uh yeah, sh- looking at you, so P. Um <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I, I always love kind of having those games back. Um, I know we're gonna show up for it. Um I'm glad it's after the DC day that we had. Um the White House earlier visit. this week. We did our White House visit. Um first one since uh since the Obama, first one, since I'm the not, first one, if I'm not mistaken, like well, yeah, the I don't first? think they went to see Donald. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, that was the whole. Uh, oh, you say you're not coming? No, you know what? You're not invited. Yeah, yeah. Um, not much come of that, other than like stupid little cheeky highlights. Um, it was cool to see Steph and uh, Steph and uh, Steve Kerr talking at the press briefing. Clay yeah. just kind of wandering. Uh, <laughs> presidential business yeah did you see joe biden uh forgot clay's name no what do you say he was saying something about like building this dynasty steph curry draymond and he like mumbled just like k and then moved on because you could tell he forgot his name boy. um sleepy joe i did not see that but that's hilarious not surprised i was gonna say like i can't imagine he got through all those um other things, uh, Jordan Poole's wandering eye. I don't know if you saw that. Just oh yeah, checking a Kamala out. Checking out Kamala. <laughs> I gotta ask you, you're 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 Jordan Poole's number one guy. What are your thoughts on this sucks. Jordan Poole versus the baddies thing? I this thought you were gonna life. say like his his Dockers campaign. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan Poole. Well, I mean, it's it's the it's like the most hilarious. Uh, analogy is Jordan Poole plays like there's baddies in the front row because everything he does is like it looks like he's trying to make a highlight to be honest like he's got the flashiest game he's always going to be extra dramatic with everything he does whether he falls on the floor or like gets an and one or like puts a hezzy on somebody he's going to be extremely uh like theatrical every time he does it and everything looks like he's trying to squeeze a little bit of extra juice out of it just so like old girl in the front Maybe gives him a wink after. Enough I think spot on. Enough time has passed. We're not going to talk about the that stretch of like just terrible turnovers down the stretch that he had against like Oof. the Pistons, the uh, Blazers, and stuff. But even something as small as him just checking out Kamala Harris, <laughs> like Warriors <laughs> Twitter is on his ass. Any chance he just does oh, something yeah. that's like slightly horned up, which I find <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, you gotta have a horny guy on the team. Yeah, you need like the the young gohard. So remember, he uh, had the video that came out last year of him on the bench in between, I think, Damian Lee and Igadala, and he had his tongue out 
like looking yeah. at some girl on the sideline. <laughs> a dog. He's a dog. He's got that dog, dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, always cool seeing the dubs get out there. It's just part of like that championship tour. Yep. Uh, They're still champs. Yeah. Um, anything else on the dubs? Got all star break coming up. Celtics game tonight. Oh uh, man, time of the season, man. I, I, this team, this time of the season is tough. I guess my only other, my only other uh, observation over this whole time has just been how much I love Dante. Like I, yeah. I think we, we've been saying it all year, but to Dante, big time shouts to Dante. Like he's playing the best basketball I've seen him play in a while, and. I mean, him and Draymond on the, I think I texted you this, him and Draymond on the court together is like by far one of my favorite things to watch just because Draymond's such a smart defender and Dante like will never not go for the, like the second chance hustle extra like layup or loose ball that it, it just makes for like a beautiful transition game. Um, So I've been very, very into the effort and the effectiveness with, of DiVincenzo lately. Just fucking energy, like smart ball and energy. Um, it leads to turnovers, last... which leads to scoring. It's everything. Yeah, like he's he had that big night against San Antonio, but it's also a blowout at twenty two. But like, just what he does on the court, like yeah, big not shots even about the box score. Yes, it's all the stuff that you don't really see in the box score. Like, just everywhere at the right time, and it's it's exactly what we wanted. I think when we signed him, um, and then some. I think. I don't think anybody really like realized how scrappy he was d- defensively. I didn't uh, realize. Did you? Yeah. To this extent, I knew that that was like not part to of his this mo. Ex- but yeah, I knew he was just kind of like like defensively. I thought he, I just, he's just quick as hell. Like you know, mm-hmm. quick and smart. He comes from Jay Wright's system. You know, he's got good IQ. Like I never thought of Divincenzo as like a defensive player, um, just because he kind of fell behind like Drew Holiday in Milwaukee, and we never heard about him in Sacramento. Sure. Um, but I'm also not surprised at how smart he plays on the floor. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm glad you called out the big ragu because yeah, he is, he's going to be expensive to hold on to, but I love to keep him on our team for long term. Me too. And you can tell that he wants to be in like an organization and a system that's sole focus is to win. Yeah. He's that's a Villanova guy. Everything he, he does is geared towards winning. Like he doesn't yeah. want to go for 30 if it's not going to lead to a W at the end of the day. Which is why yeah. I love him. Yeah, and like one thing I will say about his his box score is I do love looking at the rebounds in his box score. Like a six it's three boards, six, baby six four guard six isn't supposed to be pulling down like seven eight boards on any given night, and he can. So I I, I do love that part. He's averaging six boards in his last seven games. Pretty much this month, he's averaging six six boards. Crazy dude. Yeah. So, so. I don't want to hear any slander about Dante on the bird. All you fake-ass Warriors fans, shut your whorish mouth. <laughs> we didn't have this written down, but speaking of white guards, did you see the rumors of Peyton Pritchard being in the rumor mill for the dubs at the trade deadline? I did. Um, I feel like you would probably have a better take on this just because he's one of uh, your baby boys out of Oregon, so you've watched a lot more of him mm-hmm. than I have. I mean, the things I've seen of him have mostly been like postseason stuff, and he's surprised me how good he is. But as far as like, trading him to the dubs i don't know who we'd give up for him i mean i think you could probably plug him in easily and he would he would be effective um but i don't know if i want to like who we'd have to give up for him or who i'd want to give up for him also i I know this is way off but he also seems just like ty jerome on like hgh (laughs) 
like he does everything he does just way better. Yeah, I I mean, my take is if you have to make one trade this trade deadline, it's not it shouldn't be for fucking Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I wanted uh, it to be for. for yeah, sure. like Pritchard, solid. Um I'd like to think there's a reason why he's not playing in Boston. Um that worries mm-hmm. me. I don't think he's good enough where it's like we need this steady of a guard tomorrow for us to like be on a good track for the rest of the season. Um, the more we watch and the more we see, like if I had to choose one two-way guy, Lamb or, or Ty Jerome, I'm leaning Jerome. Therefore, we don't need like another guard. We need more interior size. Um, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I hope – I don't – they're rumors. Um, yeah. It's annoying to see uh, small white guards be in the rumor mill for – what the Warriors are looking at and targeting right now. I know. Um, we'll have more to talk about Bob Myers in a second, but right. I guess yeah. I would also add on to that is if, and I know that we're only comparing them because they're white guards, but if you're going to go after somebody of that size, I'd much rather go after Caruso in the trade market than Peyton Pritchard. 100%. 100%. I'm sure you'd have to give up a little bit more, but I mean, you're getting back quite a bit. I couldn't agree more. Um, if you can get. Caruso for the same haul, a hundred percent. Get him on the but, phone. I mean, I, I still think you probably need to give up Wiseman, something right? and some picks for for Pritchard, or like because like Pritchard still, like I said, he's not playing much right now. I don't know if it's because he's hurt or there's just no time for him off in this rotation. But like you said, he was solid in the playoffs for them last year. He's got a good jump shot. He can shoot the ball. He's smart with the ball. Um, so I don't, I don't see the Celtics being like, take them off our hands for cash considerations. Um, (laughs) and like I said, I don't think the Warriors, A, have the cash to give up and B, like, are we really going to waste the picks we have to give up on something we just frankly don't need? So, um, yeah, it's that time transactions, rumors, all that good stuff. Um, mill. We'll, we'll be talking about it as they come up, but I did think that was interesting when it came out yesterday. So I want to know one of like, my baby what, boys, you know. Oh, you'd have to support it either way. Yeah. Um, I want to know what sources these are, like who's tipping off these random like Twitter accounts that that this is happening. Like what what uh what NBA sources or scouts or coaches do we have that are feeding this bullshit? In this day and age, the sources can be the longest line of who said it to where it just True. yeah so the old, the old game of telephone yeah like someone's friends a with a trainer that's close to Payne Pritchard's agent that does, like it's just so much shit that you can talk about somebody uh, saw Peyton Pritchard at the Millbrae in and out yeah <laughs> or someone listened that. to Bob Myers's podcast and uh, through the Ooh. thousands of yes, found out that we're targeting Peyton Pritchard. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So for those who don't know, um, <laughs> this is the year of the podcast. Um, especially Does that make us hipsters? Hey, we set the trend, baby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you All got right. the hat on. I'm wearing off colors. We might be the hipsters. Yeah, um, but we've got some podcasts to talk about. The first one is is our very own Bob Myers. Um didn't know he was a podcaster guy until <laughs> recently. He just recently came out with the podcast 
Um, lead by example with Bob Myers, put on by Omaha Productions and ESPN, which is a uh, Peyton Manning's production company. Um, oh, okay. I thought it was Omaha Steaks. <laughs> no, nah, this is that's fire. Though. That's his production company name. <laughs> I Omaha. know, right? Omaha. Uh, and like anybody who's starting a podcast on the Warriors, their first guest, Steph Curry. Curry. Um, I didn't listen to it, but clips got brought around of part of the interview where at this point, I don't even know what Steph's talking about because Bob Myers is doing like the absolute no-no when doing interviews and throughout the whole clip we'll play it in a second. He is just saying, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like someone who you talk to and you don't give a shit about what they're saying (laughs) and you're just nodding your head and saying, yeah. Um, It drowns out literally everything Steph says. It sounds like he's like it sounds like it's fake almost. I had to like double back and actually listen to the podcast to see. Like um, a DJ hitting a soundboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, some, yeah. some meme person just throwing in the yes. Um <laughs> I've never heard anything like this. Like we've we're a podcast of uh two years. Um we've interviewed a few people, and even we know not to be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I, love a, I love a good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't mind that, but like when someone is, and it's it's like Steph, he's talking about like how great it was to win a championship, and he's like kind of getting a little bit deep about whatever he's talking about. And again, you can't even pick up what he's saying because some of his yes are loud, some of his yes are not, and it's just nonstop for like a minute straight. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That shit is uh, so hilarious, dude. You would you would think that like a guy like him would film or record like a test episode first, uh, not necessarily with Steph, but like maybe have a a dummy on first and and practice and listen to yourself before you put it out. Like you're Bob Meyer, like doesn't matter what you're talking about, people are gonna listen to your show. And that's I mean, guarantee he doesn't do this very much more after this. It's probably gonna be a little happy he's got a shake, but I don't think every guest he has on now he's gonna yeah yeah them out of the room. He'll he'll, no, he'll I mean, know what's going on. He's going to hear about it. Luckily, the beauty of Twitter is someone picked it up and it got crazy viral. So, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if someone asks him about it in his uh next time he has a presser. But I'm sure he's aware of it. I'm sure he'll shut the fuck up next time he's interviewing somebody. <laughs> shut the fuck <laughs> um, up, rich boy. But it's crazy. Like you think about. I mean, he's a GM. He used to be an agent. Like your job is to sit down and listen to the people who you're interviewing for to join your team, to join your organization. Like your job is to be a good listener and like make the person you're talking to feel welcome because you want them to join your organization, your team. Like imagine him like pitching Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's kind of giving a spiel about like why he wants to join the Warriors. He's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop talking. I know. It's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. terrible. It's so, it's a Steph Curry. The fucking... <laughs> you know what? I think, I think he's still got that agent in him. And he just is such a that like Ari powerful, Gold. controlling, yeah. exactly. Like he has to be in control of the situation and be the alpha dog. Like he's got that dog in him still. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why he's successful as a GM too, is he's more acting as his former agent self in the GM role. Who knows? Whatever it is, old boy needs to shake that because that was <laughs> old boy needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. We've all had our mishaps, but like 
come on, dude. That is bad. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see his reaction. I'm excited to see his next uh podcast. If anything, that gave him some good push because he got views and eyes on his shit. So oh yeah. <laughs> good PR team, I say. Absolutely. And he, he seems like a pretty self-aware, self-deprecating person. So I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah. if he if he admitted it and you know scolded himself a little in the public. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the next podcast. <laughs> also, the three people we're gonna talk about are like the three last people I think to be having podcasts. Um, the next podcast we want to talk about is uh, my boy Theo Pinson, uh, oh, former North Carolina guard, um, champion Theo Pinson, um, current shooting guard for a team in the NBA. Theo Pinson is um, he is he still a two way on the Mavericks or like what's I believe his situation? So. I believe so. That's so why I said he's on a team. <laughs> Theo Pinson, uh, oh but he had John Wall on his podcast recently. Um, and John had a lot to say, um, mm-hmm. kind of a random connection. I guess the connection is like Carolina. Uh, they kind of played around the same time, uh, uh okay. probably growing up and early college, but some of the key takeaways of the first one is John Wall was saying that in 2017, his wizards team was <laughs> better than the Cavs team that LeBron was on and that the, the Cavs didn't want that smoke. Um, I'm <laughs> paraphrasing, obviously. But the more he got through his his podcast interview, I was just like, John Wall is, is, is on something because he is talking out of his ass for clicks, <laughs> uh, respectfully. Yes, of course. But that team in 2017 had like Otto Porter at the three, Brad Beal at the two, I think they had Gortat still, Markeith yeah. Morris. I have got it right here. They got they had uh oh they had a tough crowd. Brandon Jennings off the bench. I do remember Ooh, that. Squad. They had Jan, Jan Mahimi, Markeith Morris, <laughs> Andrew Nicholson, Kelly Oubre Jr. Ah. Uh your boy, Tomas Sadaransky. Well, they should have uh, won then. They had Sadaransky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then big member big white Jason Smith out of Colorado State. They had him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that shooting guard undersized Marcus Thornton. A lot of, mm. a lot of throwback 2K names on this roster. Brings me. And back. wasn't that the team that Isaiah went off on and beat them in like the first round? I believe so. And I'm pretty sure he quote tweeted uh, the John Wall clip and gave like a smiley face or like a smirk. He, he responded to it in some fashion. And I think that's why. Yeah. Come on, man! You can't so, be saying we sh- we could have beat the Eastern Conference Finals champ. They don't want to see us when you guys lost to the crazy. Celtics in the first round. Yeah, that's a that's... ludicrous statement. <laughs> but it gets better. The next one, um, John Wall. The first thing that came out about this was John Wall was talking about his time, I believe, in Washington, and the clip that was picked up was him <laughs> talking about the shitty team. I say that in quotes because. At one moment, he was saying they should have beat the Cavs in 2017. At the next moment, he was saying, uh, I had a shit hand, man. I played with some dude named Justin Patton. Um, who ricochet a, an egregious trade <laughs> for no reason. If Big Justin money Patton, man, he's had he had such a tough non career in the NBA, like he was a top 20 pick, had a immediately crazy. hurt. Like, fire nickname alert, though. Big Muddy. Oh, Big Muddy. That's is a actually a strong name. 
If that's actually his nickname, that's that's big fire. But yeah, he was on that Houston team, played 13 games, uh, started six. Oh, of I'm them. sorry. He was, I was talking about the he was talking about the Houston days, not the uh Washington yeah, Houston. days. My bad. Po- average five points, four rebounds. So yeah, I mean, he's not great, but I mean, you're kind of punching down here, John. <laughs> to to name fellows' names. That's that's a little bit uh corny, I feel like, but yeah, Justin Patton was the one. He I'm trying to find that draft he was in because that was one of those, yeah, 2017 draft at 15 at what was it, 17th overall pick, 16 overall pick. Oh my god. He was I that love high. look I love looking at this because after him. So he was picked at 16 by the uh Minnesota, it was the Bulls that turned into Minnesota's pick. Um, the next oh, pick, your boy DJ Wilson, but at 19, John Collins, 22, Jared Allen, 23, OG Ananubi, uh, 27, Kyle Kuzma, 29, Derek Knight, Derek White, 30, Josh, Josh Hart. Hart. Jeez. Stacked uh, in the second round. Yeah. Second round. <laughs> yeah. Good dudes down there. My boy, uh, Two ducks, Jordan Bell, Dylan Brooks. But yeah, Colin I mean Bryant. I'll always remember Justin Patton for that reason because he barely played. Um, but yeah, just an egregious stray. Like come on, man. <laughs> Justin is Patton is is just sitting at home right now. I don't know what he's doing, probably playing some video games or hanging with family and has to look across his Twitter timeline to see one John Wall absolutely trashing him for no reason, unannounced, like unprovoked, just catching a stray. And then what do you say? Like, I thought we was cool, man. <laughs> yeah, he tweeted him back too. I love how people are responding, uh, which which is incredible. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Damn, he's seven one. That's yeah, why he, he was sixteenth tw- overall. He was he huge. quote tweeted and just said, "I thought we were cool," which I don't think John Wall has responded to. Um, but yeah, pretty and funny. I would say with that one, like. You know you're talking crazy when a lot of people are chirping at what you're saying in an interview. Right. You know, for example, like Desmond Bain was on um, Old Man in the Three, J.J. Reddick's podcast last week. And this was just after Jordan Clarkson smacked him in the head and then squared up with him. And Bain was like, yo, like, I kind of laughed. I was shocked. Like, what are you trying to do, man? Like, <laughs> and, alligator arms. Yeah, and he was, you know, some people might want to chirp back because of that, but no one said a word because he was talking the truth. Like right. Desmond Bain's like traps are bigger than fucking uh, Clarkson's head. Like there's no <laughs> way Clarkson was going to do anything, but yeah. you got John Wall talking just crazy on this pod and every clip that's coming out, people are on his ass. And the final one, and this one hits close to home. Yeah. Uh, that's hurt for you. He's talking about his time in college where he was supposed to go to North Carolina. So he's from Carolina, uh, the Carolina area. Uh, he obviously would end up going to Kentucky, but he tells a story about how he was supposed to go to North Carolina because his mom got sick. He needed to be close to home. Um, at the time that was the the championship winning team with Hansborough and uh, Ty Lawson. Mm-hmm. And I My guess <laughs> he had to quote saying that he went out there to like do his visit and Hansbro had a section, and I don't know what kind of section that was. I don't know if that was a frat party section, a uh, club at a some some Carolina Chapel Hill uh, local club or bar. 
maybe a section in like a restaurant, um, <laughs> that place that like Bronson and Wretch go to. I don't know. Time out. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> but he had a section, and I guess he was a uh, not be not too welcoming to old um, Johnny Wall. So he ended up going to to Kentucky, and that was the reason why. And Psycho T himself came out today and said the story John Wall told on Theo Pinson Theo Pinson's podcast did not happen. A hundred percent false. I'm sure the Bank of Calipari had nothing to do with him going to Kentucky. Ooh, he said fake news. Fake news. You took money. <laughs> Fuck out. Your coach is a snake. <laughs> keep, my, keep my name out your mouth. Pretty much what Psycho T told him. Yeah. Um, so do you believe it? Uh, John's story. Um, that Psycho T big timed him. Yes. Um, no. I, I, I do believe when... it came down to fucking money. Like, I think anybody that was going to Kentucky or any of those schools at the time, it came yeah. down to, like, and not just money. It was also, like, the fact that, like, Boogie was going there. It was just a better option to go to Kentucky. Because um, so if I'm not mistaken. Been... So they would have missed each other, right? Tyler that's Hansbrough what I'm saying. was in the 09 draft, so... Maybe he didn't. Maybe it is true. Maybe Tyler Hansbrough didn't give a fuck and was like, I'm not going to be here next year. Why do I want to meet you? I don't care who you are. I'm Psycho T, the kid with the bloody face, the national championship ring. He could have. He could have. He could be Bootstraps Hansbrough. I don't know. That wouldn't surprise me either. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give John Wall the benefit of the doubt on this one just for. I don't think that was the reason why he didn't go, though. There's got to be more to it than just John. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then Psycho T being like. Come if you want. I don't give a shit if you don't. Because I do believe that was probably his view. Like <laughs> that looks soft on John Wall's part to let saying, like, a fifth year exiting senior talk shit to you like that. And you're like, fuck you. I don't want to come here anymore. It's like, fuck yeah. that. Go there and rip shit up and stick yeah. it to him. I don't see yeah, why don't that would be an easy out. So <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah. All for it. I love this kind of drama. On a uh, yeah. random Wednesday. Bring me the um, tea. The last one. We'll kind of loop this into one since we're kind of running out of time. But let's talk a little bit of highlight culture. So there's been a few clips come out in the last week talking about kids these days. It's a very like our generation, our millennials yelling at the kids these days. And it started, at least from my recollection, of a clip that came around from Austin Rivers where he's talking on his own podcast um <laughs> i forget what it's called i have it right here not the the off guard podcast with austin rivers um i didn't know he sounded like that to be honest he sounded like an analytics guy he sounded like a geek i got to say that oh yeah i've been a big austin rivers hater for his college days at duke for obvious reasons um lean into it it's okay so i can i can talk that shit but he essentially mm-hmm. he makes a good point he essentially says that like Back when he was in high school, like it meant a lot to get a hoop mixtape reel. And I, you know, we were in high school around the same time, like a hundred percent, you know, yeah. it, you had to be a top dog to get a mixtape. And those things were the sickest. Like we just talked about John Wall. His mixtape was unreal. Andrew Wiggins, Austin Rivers had an incredible mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, even even to be put in like a compilation mixtape where it wasn't your own, but you were in like, remember like Bay Area's finest and 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fine as shit. I remember Logan Schaffner got put in one of them and he dropped <laughs> yes. somebody at SI. It was so nasty. Yeah. But my bad, go on. No, no. I mean, that that was like the you thing. You had to like, be top tier to get into it. You had to be the shit. Like, I wanted to be on one of those so badly. But <laughs> essentially, what he the point he's trying to make is like in today's, let's just call it like younger ballers, younger hoopers, like anything from like elementary to elementary through through uh, high school it's like everything is about just getting on a highlight reel whether it's through hoop mixtape ball is life house of highlights dmp mm-hmm. pods tiktok you name it like anything yes. that can get you a few views people are wilding about it and it's like what he i think he kind of goes a little bit into like the the analytics about great basketball he's talking about like making hockey assists he's talking about People don't want to play efficient. Like, dog, there's no efficiency in a high school basketball. Like, even if that's what you want to see, yeah, like you weren't playing efficient basketball in high school. You weren't diving on the floor. So, like, that's – I don't agree with that take. I do agree that, like, everything is about highlights now. Every time someone even touches the rim, people are patting their heads, you know. Yeah, true. You, you, you shoot a three. You've got, like – you're either, like, you're, you're doing your mellow thing. You're doing your Jamal Murray little – uh bow and arrow like yep. you've got something and that's because you're trying to like you know get on camera yeah you want to stand out yeah a few days later a <laughs> video comes around from overtime which is another uh hoops account and hoops account for young kids conglomerate sure. um and it's these third graders are acting different with a sideways crying laughing face and it's a bunch of fucking third graders just like dancing on the grade of the kids they're playing against. <laughs> they're hitting them with the you're too small. This little white kid's like screaming like he just like <laughs> Yeah. It's... Like he's shutting up the crowd. <laughs> they're like doing like Fortnite emotes on the <laughs> at timeout. Like it's fucking sickening, bro. Like no one <laughs> no one that young should be given the too small symbol. Like you are all just absolutely tiny and the one kid that's doing it is a foot taller than everybody like you're supposed to be doing that bro don't don't fucking oh man i i feel like such an old man watching this video and i get angrier and angrier at it each time um and i think my favorite i guess response to this was uh evan fournier quote tweeted it and said shake my head we need to set a better example for this new generation and iguodala responded to Evan and said, beat they ass. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more with Andre on this one. These kids need to have that ass beat or at least be put in their place by someone older than them. The fact that like all these parents and coaches are watching this and not like stopping them and correcting them and telling them that they're a joke drives me insane. Like you are not <laughs> sick. Stop doing this. Going back to the too small thing. We all know <laughs> that kid in third grade who was like, a foot taller than all of us and how he became a stunted same size <laughs> in like seventh grade. So yeah. you're hitting him with that too small now, but in about four years, little boy, you're about to be that too small on everybody else. So yeah, you're about to get shoved in a locker in about enjoy four years. it while you can. Right. Um, What's your take boy. on like, uh, I feel like there's different you, like shit talking. And then this kind of shit is very mm-hmm. separate in my mind. This is just like, disgusting showboating i guess you could say mm-hmm. i don't i don't mind shit talk if it's warranted um if it's going to help you play better but to do this after like a a move or a score is just ridiculous in my opinion 
especially for this age. I was going to say, my thing is for the age. Um, sure. I think... I hate to say, like, it depends on, this, on the shit talk because a lot of this isn't even really, like, shit talk. Like, it is, like, the two smalls, but, like, they're just, like, taking what they see on in the NBA and doing it back to people. And it's, like... Right. They're, like... It's almost like they're just like pulling pranks and like in a way of like, if I hit a three, I'm going to do like, we all seen videos like someone hits a three and does like the Fortnite dance and it can, yeah. it picks up on house of highlights. And it's like, it's not even really shit talk. Like it is shit talk, but I think they're just being like, I want to tell someone they're too small because I saw John Morant do it. Yeah, and it's the goofy. next time. And because the way third grade basketball even works is like, you're scoring like 28 points as a team. And so like yeah. those like eight points that the one kid gets, like he wants to hit somebody with a too small. I do think that like at a high level, even third, fourth grade, it could get testy. Third, fourth graders, I don't even know, can they be talking that much shit at that young age? But I think once you get into like fifth grade on, the the shit talk is is very lighthearted, I think, but like the energy is still there, I, I would say. But right the the Fortnite dances, the I'm just gonna do what John what John what John Morant did last night to someone I score on tomorrow is just it's only it's gonna get worse because the NBA is not stopping, and that's where we're watching. So <laughs> yeah, it's fucking corny, bro, for them to be this young doing this shit. Like like you mentioned, if they if they're in like junior high, high school, and they start to pull this out every now and then. I get it, but like every single play, every single every single score, you're pulling this shit out. It's corny. It's corny but it's when the third graders are like, it's gonna take it to a whole nother level because it's third grade basketball. Like someone's right, gonna right. shoot a three, and literally lay on the floor and do the night night, and it's gonna get picked up by fucking overtime. Yeah. And that's what they're doing it for. Like they're not talking shit to the team. They're doing it because this is going to go viral. God damn, we are yelling at clouds right now. Oh, I can't uh, believe how old we sound at the moment. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. There. Uh, it's so true. They every, all these fucking kids just want to play video games and go viral. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, our EMP our good pal, news. our good pal Joe Curtin. He even had something to say about it. He said, "Stop promoting this type of behavior, losers." So he's on our side. Yeah. I wish he was there to talk about it because, as a coach of the youth. I'm sure the shit drives them fucking nuts. So um, absolutely, we're siding with you, Joe. And we need more people like Joe to knock some sense into these kids if they see it. Because I know if he sees these kids doing it, at least if they're on his team, he's going to nip it in the bud. These damn need... street youths. We, we need more people like that. <laughs> Don't disrespect the game. God. Hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Sportsmanship. All that hoop line and dribbling between your legs. Give me a triple threat. Come on. Just throw uh-huh. me a rocker step to a clean layup. <laughs> That's all I want. Uh, all right. Last thing. Let's talk a little <laughs> foosball. Last time we Ooh. had our fellas on, um, Tony and Drew, talk some nine dogs. Um, shout out to them again. I don't shout out to the, the boys. Um, fast forward today. We're looking at the, um, what do they call them now? Not the conference. The divisionals. Divisional um, games. Divisional games. The Niners haven't lost. Since they put in Brock Purdy, um, we got a big, big matchup this weekend on Sunday against um, Kane's own very old uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. I mean, last week we played the Seahawks. Um, 
shaky start, but I don't think anybody felt too nervous long term about the game. Um, yeah. Wasn't that threatening? Yeah, second half we opened it up with some just big play after big play. Um, we'll start with just outlook for the Cowboys. Uh, we don't need to harp on last week since it was kind of a blowout, but right. Um, Cowboys played the the Tom Brady Buccaneers on Sunday or Monday night, sorry, and mm-hmm. won very decisively. Aside from a lot of missed field goals by Brett Maher. Um, yeah, didn't they, he miss every extra point or something? He missed every extra point, if I'm not mistaken. Crazy. Um, I know he missed four. So <laughs> That's nuts. But they're a good team. Um, I'm definitely like not super comfortable playing Dallas. I wish that we could have either played Tampa Bay or um, who would have been Minnesota. I forget. Uh, it would have been Tampa Bay or Dallas, regardless. I think. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm not feeling. I mean, I feel great as far as like how we've been playing. But I mean, they Dallas has been playing great as well. They've only lost uh, four games this year. They lost to the, um, Washington Commanders. I I'm, I want still want to say Washington Football Team every time. But they <laughs> lost to the Commanders, the Jaguars, uh, the Jaguars and the Packers, both in OT. And then lost to the Eagles and um, Tampa Bay before they just beat them. So they are a good team. They've played pretty darn good teams. Um, Dak's been playing really well lately. So I, I mean, I don't feel like extra comfortable like the way I did against Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. But I still feel confident that the boys are going to pull it out. Yeah, I think like always, the things we have on our side is obviously we just have more talent on offense. We got a better defense and the Cowboys are the Cowboys. I think where <laughs> and what they have on us is like no, I don't think at any point we can say and feel fully confident that like I still think there's going to be a moment where Brock Purdy has a rookie moment and I think that's yeah. completely natural and it's okay. Um, I think just the Cowboys have a really good defense, and it's probably the best defense the Niners have faced since he's been in. And when just thinking about the pressure that Micah Parsons puts on primarily, like he'll probably have a rookie moment where it's going to get mm-hmm. tight. Um, but then on the flip, I was a fantasy owner of Dak Prescott, and I know how much he likes to throw the ball, turn the ball over. Um, oh, yeah. I think our defense is solid enough to handle the the Pollard and Zeke Elliott kind of duo. Zeke's just continuing to digress a little bit and kind of be like the truck that he is. Um, it really doesn't matter of like locking up CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz, in my opinion, as far as like the receivers go. Um, right. And also just another. F- oh, yeah, go ahead. I was saying just like always just stick to our game plan and keep finding our guys, run the ball, keep running these crazy ass schemes that in these silly rabbit trickery plays and uh, <laughs> we're bound yeah. to break them open. So <laughs> it is crazy to go down the list and look at all the weapons that Purdy has though, from like Debo, Ayuk, Jawan Jennings is a big body. That's been playing great. Kittle, McCaffrey, use Eli Mitchell. Like he, he has so many weapons to set him up for success. It's crazy. Um, and like what he's done this year is unbelievable too. With only nine even play, games, but even Jordan Mason was solid for us before Eli Mitchell came mm-hmm. back. Like, true, yeah, true. Um, so yeah, I, I do feel comfortable with Brock. I think 
one of the bigger thing headlines after we win is going to be uh, heading into next year, the quarterback room between Brock and, and Trey. I think that's going to make for a very interesting, fun and annoying off season. Um, that storyline. I think I know your take at the moment, but what will lead you to lean Trey over Brock Purdy? Uh, the only way at this point I can see you handing the job to Trey is if he beats out Purdy in the offseason. I think at this point, Purdy's proven himself enough to compete with Trey in the offseason. Yeah. I'm not saying it's Purdy's job to lose. I think that they need to legit go at it in the offseason and see who who can win the job. I think if Purdy wins, I think if he wins this week and we go up against, let's say, the very, very strong Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship, like mm-hmm. I think Purdy has done everything that he can to where it's his to lose next year. Um, True. Which is a strong like stance, but I mean, like, what else are we looking for? Uh, yeah, nothing, dude. Like thirteen touchdowns to four picks in nine starts is crazy for Mr. All Rowe. wins, like all W's has not lost yet. Knock on wood. Right. He's, He's done everything to to keep keep it as his job, um, which is why, yeah, I don't think that you can just hand the do- the job over to Trey at this point, right? And it's like, and if that's the case, and it causes some problems, like trade while he's still got that that allure to him, and we'll dive into that at a later point. But yeah, we don't need to get in those weeds at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I think like uh, another win, another playoff win, another like quote unquote rivalry win, like. Why would you think of anything else unless it's like a, a objectively better option? Right. And Trey is not a better option at the moment. So definitely not. We'll Heard the word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's going to be us against the boys on Sunday. Uh, Sunday, it's also going to be the Bengals against the Bills. And then yeah. on the Saturday games is Philly versus the Giants and uh, Jacksonville in Kansas City. Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll get a 2019 rematch. Was that 19 or 20? Uh, Chiefs nine dogs. I think that was Super that was Bowl 19. was in 2020, but yeah, the season was 19. So that who knows? Like forever ago. <laughs> I know it really does. Pre-COVID. So Pre-COVID. Maybe, maybe we'll get a, a rematch of that, but one game at a time. Let's let's take care of these Cowboys fans and put them back in the dirt where they belong. Exactly. And then uh, we'll have to talk to our. Uh... Our good friend and Cowboys fan or agitator, uh, Mr. Hurricane. But we'll be we'll be chirping at him for sure. So uh, absolutely, yeah. We got both the boys in combat tonight. We got or this week we got Soapy Celtics, Canes Cowboys, Canes Cowboys. That sounds Canes Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) That rolls. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us. Good to be back. Um. We'll we'll go back next week to a regularly scheduled uh, Wednesday morning drops. Um, mm-hmm. I think the short week had us off by a little bit, but yeah, technically season four of the DMP pod. True. And um, yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. Appreciate you guys checking in, tapping in with us, yep. and um, go Niners, go Nine Dogs. See y'all next week. Peace. <laughs>